Hello and welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World. I'm your host, Phil Kustiowski, real estate investor, mentor, and coach. You can learn more about me at freedommentor.com. Today's topic, is buying a foreclosure a good idea? Maybe. See, if you're looking to buy a home to live in, buying a foreclosure could be a great idea right now. You get more bang for your buck. You could live in a bigger home or a slightly better neighborhood than you ordinarily could if you didn't buy a foreclosure. And it may need a little TLC, and so you'll have to put up with some of that. But it could be a great idea, and I'll go into some more ideas here shortly. But if you're a real estate investor like me, this may be contrary to popular belief, and it may go against the grain, but I'm going to tell you that in most cases, it's not a good idea to buy a foreclosure if you're an investor. All right, so let's first start with if you're looking to buy a home to live in, here are four important steps you need to take if you're buying a foreclosure. Number one, hire a real estate agent. See, the bank, which is the seller, they're going to pay 3% to the buyer's agent, the person representing you. So you might as well get somebody on your side. And if you think that maybe by not bringing in a real estate agent on your side, you could save that 3%, I got news for you. The bank is going to keep that extra money. They're not going to pass on the savings to you. So in other words, although it's not really free, it's actually free for you to hire a real estate agent on your side of the transaction. So you might as well get one and preferably get a good one. Number two, don't expect to steal the property. That means that when you're making the offer, be aware that you're not typically going to be able to get a lowball offer accepted. Just because it says foreclosure on the listing, don't be surprised if you have to get a, a price that is close to the listing price, if not at the listing price. Because believe it or not, banks are more greedy than you think. It's unbelievable, but you'll find when you've dealt with foreclosures over the years that, my goodness, banks really don't give you that good of a deal. Now, they usually start at a list price that is lower than the, the others on the market, so that's a good thing. But don't feel like you're going to be able to steal it because even if you do offer something much lower than list price, which you're welcome to do, um, you may be surprised to find out that they were going to counter back at basically list price. Okay, so that's number two. Don't expect to steal the property. Number three, order a home inspection. Look, it may cost you $300, but it is worth it. You need to know what's going on in that property. And number four, don't set your heart on the deal. Why? Because when you do that home inspection, you may find some problems. And this is crazy to think about, but if there are issues with the property, the bank typically doesn't care. So if you come up with some major problem that anybody would have a problem with, whoever bought the home, and you present that to the bank and you say, look, I found this problem, I still want the home, I'm going to need to re re reduce the price by $5,000 and we can, we can call it a deal. The bank's going to say, hit the road. They don't care. It's unbelievable. Until you've seen it, you probably wouldn't even believe me. But it's shocking how greedy and how stingy they really can be. So how do you avoid the disappointment or worse, making the decision to buy the property when it needs a lot of work, don't set your heart on the deal in the beginning. 
In other words, just be open-minded to the fact that you may make the offer, you may pay for a home inspection, the house needs a ton of work, and then you just have to walk away from the deal. Be ready for that to happen because it's going to happen in some cases. But there are some other benefits to buying a foreclosure if you're intent to live in the property. Uh, one place to, to look is with HUD homes, Housing Irving Development. It's, it's a government-owned foreclosure. They call them HUD homes. And they typically only will accept offers from people looking to move into the property for about the first 30 to 45 days of the properties on the market. So you don't have to compete with other investors. That's nice. Uh, also with HUD homes in certain areas of the country, what you can do is get a special incentive if you're a policeman, a fireman, a teacher, where they may help you with the down payment. They may help you with the, with the financing. It's really exciting. You know, in, in fact, with uh, Katrina, when it hit New Orleans, a bunch of the HUD homes in the southeast were actually opened up as rentals for, for people that had been displaced from Katrina. So HUD homes uh, can be a great option for somebody looking to, to buy a foreclosure to live in. And then also VA foreclosures. That's the Veteran Affairs. That's another part of the government. They, um, they provide loans to military men and women, but when those loans are are going into default and they actually have to foreclose on the property, that type of foreclosure provides a special kind of financing called a VA vending financing. And believe it or not, whether you're a military person or not, you can get that uh, that kind of financing on a VA foreclosure, and they may have great rates and they can be easier to qualify for than a normal mortgage. So there are some little caveats to foreclosures if you're looking to buy a property, and they can really, really help you. So by and large, I would say if you're looking to live in um, uh, the property, buying a foreclosure is a great idea. I live in a foreclosure personally, so I practice what I preach. <laughs> now, what if you are an investor and you're looking to buy some real estate for investment purposes? I'm going to tell you that in most cases, it's a bad idea to buy a foreclosure. And here's why. Number one, competition. Most foreclosures are listed on the MLS, and that means everybody else knows about the deal because it's posted, and every single real estate agent can learn about it. You can go to Realtor.com and learn about it, and a lot of other sites now like Google, Zillow. I mean, anybody knows about the property. And the more competition you have, especially if you're, as an investor, competing with people who are going to move in the property because they're typically willing to pay more than you are, you know, you have a lot of competition which can bid the price up. So it's hard to get a good deal on a foreclosure because of all the competition. Now, I don't blame a bank for putting the property on the MLS. That's what I do when I sell a property. <laughs> so I'm not blaming them. They're doing the right thing. They're getting the property exposed to the entire marketplace, which is the best way to get the highest price for the property. But it doesn't bode well for you as an investor because <laughs> it's difficult to get a good deal. But that's just the beginning. Oh, and one quick side note. There are some rare instances where foreclosures are not subject to the standard type of competition. They're not listed on the MLS. Nobody else knows about them. And those are the kind of foreclosures we invest in. And you can go to my website, freedommentor.com. You can go to the blog and look for an article called Where the Money's At in Foreclosures. And uh, that shares with you some of the little tidbits, little secret, what I call niches inside of the foreclosure business where investors can slip in and pick up a couple of deals. Now, you're not going to pick up a lot. You may pick up one or two per year, but there are some little niches that you can slide into as an investor that doesn't have any competition. But that's that's such a tiny, tiny percentage of the foreclosure market, it, it doesn't even uh, 
fit into this into this uh, podcast here. <laughs> Next, the second reason why real estate investors should not buy foreclosures is because the process is so rigid. What do I mean by rigid? It means that you have to use real earnest money, $1,000, $2,000, sometimes more. Usually it becomes non-refundable. You have to, in many cases, use the contract that the bank provides instead of your own, which is definitely pro-bank. It's not pro-you as the buyer. You usually have to be pre-qualified for a loan. You know, a lot of investors these days can't qualify for a loan. Maybe they have good credit and good money, but maybe they just have too many other loans out there and they can't qualify for another one. And then you also have to usually get a down payment because you're getting a real loan from a mortgage company. And on and on. It's a very, I call it chocolate and vanilla kind of traditional transaction. And, and what comes with that traditionalness is no flexibility. So you can't employ creative strategies that we like to employ, that I love to do, whereby you don't need earnest money. You put in like a dollar or $10 to the seller. You don't need a down payment. You don't even need to qualify for a loan. You know, these kind of creative, sometimes they use the phrase no money down kind of techniques and strategies, they exist. We do them every day, but you can't do them with the foreclosure. You have to do it the standard way. And so it's a rigid, rigid way to go about investing. You can't use any of the out-of-the-box techniques that allow you maximum rewards with very little risks. You know, foreclosures involves a lot of risks, bottom line. And there's, there's some ways to, to mitigate some of those risks, but by and large, it's still a very chocolate and vanilla transaction, and you're going to have to deal with the fact that you may give up earnest money and all these other things that I simply do not like. In fact, you usually have to close within 30 days, just so rigid, which is counter to the way we like to invest. And I say we, I mean, I'm talking about me as well as uh, my coaching team and all the students that I work with. So uh, we try to avoid deals that are super rigid. Okay, and then number three of the main reasons why investors uh, should avoid buying foreclosures, and that is that banks are stingy. We've already talked about that a little bit. Specifically, they're going to not care what happens on an inspection report. I talked about that. That's really frustrating because if there is a legitimate problem, they really should have the open-mindedness to say, okay, well, there is a huge problem in the, in the plumbing, and that's going to be a problem no matter who buys the property, so we'll give you a concession of $5,000, and we'll go ahead and close this. No, they don't do that. They say this is as is. You take it or leave it or hit the road. And, and I, I know I've dealt with so many uh, investors over the years that have said, well, that's why the banks have all the foreclosures they do. It's true. They don't think rationally. It's really frustrating. So they're stingy. But they're also downright bullies in other cases. I had a situation one time where um, in the contract, I'm the buyer, the bank's the seller. In the contract, it says that the bank agrees to provide clear title at the time of closing. That means that whatever is on the title, whatever liens, judgments, encumbrances, whatever there is, the bank is going to get all that cleared up so that when I buy the property, I don't have those issues with title. That's what they agreed to in writing. Now, right before closing, they did a title and lien search, and they found that there was a lien against the property, and it was going to cost $10,000 to get that removed, get that taken care of. The bank said no. And I said, what? You agreed to this. And they said I don't care. We're not dealing with it. No. You're buying this property the way it is with the title problems or hit the road. 
And I said, excuse me? In writing, you said you're going to do this. I, I suppose I need to get my attorney involved. And they said, you can go ahead. We got so much more money than you and 500,000 other investors in this country, because we're a bank, and we will dominate you and put you in a, in a legal wrangling that will happen for so long that we can fund it and you can't. And they basically said that in a roundabout way. I couldn't believe it. And they were so clear about that. Now, what ended up happening was the real estate agent who was representing the bank took the commission cut, took out 10000 basically all of her commission, uh, in order to make the deal work. But I couldn't believe it. The bank was so arrogant, so, you know, just so stingy. And, you know, they were right. I'm not going to get in some legal battle to buy the property. I don't care that much. You know, but they were, they were just being bullies. So those are the three reasons why dealing with most foreclosures is just a huge waste of time for investors. Now, like I said before, there are a couple of niches where you can slide into and it works. But by and large, investors should stay away from foreclosures, whereas if you're looking to buy a home to live in, it's a great idea. All right, and then, you know, as we wrap up this podcast, I do want to touch on this, and this may be changing over time, but as of today, as of the recording of this, um, there is a there is a trend that's been happening in the marketplace that's actually kind of interesting to see and play out, and that is that banks have artificially reduced the supply of foreclosures in the marketplace. In other words, they have a lot of foreclosures that they need to release, and they're just kind of like they turn the faucet down, if you will, and they're just kind of trickling the foreclosures out of their systems. And so what that means is there's a lot less foreclosures on the market than there should be. Meanwhile, the word is out that now's the time to be buying single-family homes. The word is out that now is the time to be picking up single-family homes because it's at a low, you know, the prices are so low in real estate right now. Interest rates are so low. Warren Buffett, by the way, in a recent interview, uh, said something along the lines of if, if it was practical, meaning he could go do it, he would buy hundreds and hundreds of thousands of single family homes right now. He says it's a better investment than stocks. So you have pundits like Warren Buffett telling us to go out and buy these single family homes. And so what you have is you have a lot more investors pouring into the marketplace right now. And what they're doing is they're hiring real estate agents and they're going out and buying foreclosures. So you have more demand and less supply. And it's creating a frenzy where, where in many cases you have to offer more than list price for a foreclosure. And many of you, if you, if you experience this personally, you're shaking your head right now and saying, yeah, this is what's happening. It's insane. It's crazy. So once again, uh, for a real estate investor, that is not an environment whereby you're going to benefit dramatically. You don't want to be a part of the crowd. My fa- one of my favorite business people of all time, Sam Walton, he started Walmart. He said, swim upstream. And what he meant by that was if, if, if a lot of people were going in one direction, going in the exact opposite direction. And so in this case, if a lot of people are dumping into this buying foreclosures frenzy right now, now's the time to walk away from that direction and go buy single-family homes from a different angle from an angle whereby you don't have all that competition. And that's something that we, we talk about a lot on freedommentor.com. You can go to that website and you go to the free training section. It talks all about how we go about the process of finding these deals without all this competition. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Is buying a foreclosure a good idea? And as you can see, it depends. And my name is Phil Pustiowski, and thank you so much for being a part of this 
Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. Have a great day.